Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Comic Chaos. I'm Fred Lefevre, and along with Jim Beard, every week we get together and take a look at the Marvel Universe, DC Comics, whatever's opening at the movie theaters, Pulp Fiction, comic cons and anything else that catches our attention during the week thanks for joining us you can uh, subscribe listen and of course download at iHeartRadio. there is uh well there's just nothing to talk about this week no i mean it's it's, it's uh, so quiet out there you know you've heard of uh, food deserts and uh, and all that kind of we basically in a MCU desert. There's nothing. And 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 a Star Wars desert? It, it makes me wish that there were something, you know, <laughs> like a finale of a show yeah. or, or that's I actually don't know. set in a Star Wars desert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, at least that would be at least that would be interesting. Well, let's start there then, huh? because Okey we have dokey. the we have the finish of uh, Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and uh, we have the third. Yeah, I think third, third episode of Ms. Episode Marvel. Of Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's start with Obi-Wan. Okay. Your thoughts, oh wise one. I enjoyed it. Why? Why did I enjoy it? Yeah, and oh. that wasn't a why, like, oh, okay. why did you enjoy <laughs> okay. it if I didn't? Well, that was just a uh, why. <laughs> stuff, hap- stuff happened <laughs> that I liked. It's that simple with me. Really? I, don't, I don't look that much deeper into it. And they didn't do things no, well, that I would that have you disliked. Liked or that you expected. Oh, um, or that you wanted to happen, it, I guess I should what? say. That's a good way of putting it. For the most part, things went the way I thought it would with the okay. Obi-Wan and Darth Vader part of the story. It did? Okay. What The part that didn't go, I didn't really have expectations because I really didn't know, you know what was going to happen was the Reva part mm-hmm. of the story. Yeah. So that was nice um, because... Um, I was fulfilled uh, with the with the Obi Wan and Darth Vader part. I mean, that's pretty much what I wanted to happen, and that's right. what happened. Okay. And and then the Reva thing was very interesting too, and that she actually walked out of the series alive because I really I kind of thought I know that she I wasn't thought she was going to get killed. Yeah. I actually thought, well, and it's dark. I thought she was going to kill herself at the very end there. Oh, uh, that's what I was waiting for for her to say. Yeah. Okay, I've seen my mistakes. I realized, blah blah blah. Yeah. And she she was such a powerful uh, uh, person with the force that she was just going to say, I, "I can't, I can't kill the badness in me." And the only way to kill the badness yeah. in me is to. Well, she could have done turn ha- on that uh, lightsaber. The Star Wars version of Harry Kari. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was expecting. So I was kind of surprised that she stayed alive. So where does it go there now? There would have though? been some poetic justice since she put the lightsaber through the Grand Inquisitor, who mm-hmm. turned up alive, of course. But, yeah. but um, well, I mean, I think the obvious thing is is that they're thinking about that she gets her own series at some point to go. Like really? A, well, a kind of a road to, you know, redemption story, which well, is yeah, big I in Star that, Wars, you know. Was she, was she ever in anything else? 
The oh, Reva? Yeah. No, she's an original character to that to this, series, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, right. The so, Inquisitors had been in, in different things, but she she herself is new to, right. to this. Now, they think mm-hmm. that she's dead. I, uh, like because like, oh, I didn't really see any indication yeah, that anybody I mean, saw Obi-Wan her alive. Is probably the only one that knows that she's alive. How well, well I'm, he wait was a with her at at the end. There, he he came oh, back to yes, Tatooine. Oh yes, Obi Wan. And, and he caught up to her <laughs> I, and everything. I thought and, you meant Darth Vader. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so her. Well, I don't know. Vader. Her evil people think that she's yeah, dead. Yeah. Yes. 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 So we you could so. do something with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she could, you know, try to, um, you know. Crawl back up to, into the light, you know. And well, that's what be, I was be wondering. Be the Jedi that she, you know, thought she was going to be, or well, she you know, must she could be try that, pretty, you know? pretty powerful because she was mm-hmm. knocking, you know, Darth around there for yeah. a while. Yeah. So she's got to have some serious powers. Yeah. But the problem, is, see, the thing that I thought, because I thought too that maybe they'd give her a series, but the problem is, she's so powerful, and they're so able to read that power. From mm-hmm. everybody when they go into a town, mm-hmm. she'd be easy to spot unless she does like Obi Wan and just disappears into the desert somewhere. Here, here's the thing: she could. I mean, they could go so many different ways. She could end up on Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Now, Mandalorian is let me think, t- roughly fifteen to twenty years after the events of Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, and they could make her up to look older, yeah. you know. But yeah, that would be an interesting thing because I could see if she's going to do anything, she's going to head way out into the fringes of the galaxy. That's what I was, you know, yeah. to get away from you exactly. know the Inquisitors, and she's going to wait out the Empire. The Empire's going to fall, so mm-hmm. then maybe she wants to, you know, come back. But I can see a lot of different roads that they could do with that show. It just really depends on the reaction to her now. I saw a little bit better reaction online. Did you after, really? And yeah. See, I mean, I there was still a lot followed. of, you know, she's a terrible actor, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But there, but over, I mean, I thought I saw a lot of people saying like, you know, like, wow, she really convinced me by the end, you know, uh, liked yeah, her, see, liked the I, character. I wouldn't fall into that camp. I didn't. It's, I still didn't think she was a very good actress. I, I did a little bit. I came around a little bit, you know. I thought it was an interesting Story arc, character arc. When she was crying mm-hmm. would be the only time that I thought, okay, maybe she can do this. Okay. Because mm. that's hard to do. Hmm. Okay. Well, I thought she did rage very well, personally. Yeah, when see, she I was didn't going get after that. Vader I didn't get the rage and, and, in her voice. Ooh, see, yeah, I I really thought she did rage well. That that's hmm. the thing. That that might be why they hired her. But uh, maybe, maybe. maybe that's just me. Well, so, and how did you like the way it ended with Obi-Wan and Luke? I liked that a lot. And <laughs> Ewan McGregor finally got his hello there in, in there because he's known for that. He's, oh, really? He, yeah, he says, he says oh, that how many know. times how in the... How do I not know that? He says it how many times in the prequels, and then he says it once in A New Hope. Um, when he, how it, do you remember that? Oh no, it's a big deal. No, it's it's one of the biggest deals <laughs> oh with Ewan God. McGregor and his fans. 
You know, there's really? memes with hello ah. there. You know, because um, it started in in the first Star Wars movie when he rescues Luke uh, out in the desert, yeah. and he's Luke is unconscious, and and Obi Wan comes up. He's scared the Tusken Raiders away, and then he realizes that R two D two is there, and he turns and he says, "Well, hello there," and. <laughs> they kept going with that in the prequels. He like in I think in every single one of the prequel movies he okay. says it. Here's what so I mean. So it's a big though. deal. So everybody who liked that was really hoping they would do that. They go through the entire series until the very end and then he says it. Here's what I mean. <laughs> so it shows up in a movie. Uh-huh. And then the next movie isn't out for 2-3 years. Uh-huh. And somebody remembered that he said, "Well, hello there." I think it I think the 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 thing about it came after all three prequel movies were out and where somebody one of started to chums. realize that that became Well, you know what? It's the same thing with the saying, "I have a bad feeling about this." That's mm. in every Star Wars movie. Okay. Yeah, char- yeah. Some right. character says, that, see, that one "I have I a bad feeling yeah. about this." Um, so, you know, that, I mean, the second time they say that, everybody realizes it's a thing. Um, uh, but Obi, but I mean, this is one character saying the same thing. That is just you know, nuts. I know. I know it's, it's really that funny. It's just crazy. Well, um, when he was, when Ewan was at this recent Star Wars celebration and he, uh, the, doing the big stage thing or oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. and they brought out Ewan and Hayden together the very first thing out of uh, his mouth was he, he he said, well, hello there. And I saw, and I noticed that, and, and everybody went nuts. nuts. And yeah. I thought. Because that's his style. And I didn't get it. I thought that's it was just saying. because they liked him so no, much. No, no, no. That's his oh, saying. That's. <laughs> wow. So did they tie up every loose end that you expected? Or I, is there something f- string, no, some string um, out there? No, I don't really think so, other other than other than Reva. Um, but, but. Here it's over, and I say I don't want any more. No I more Obi Wan stuff. I think it's. Re- I mean, it's <clears throat> okay. pushed it enough to insert this in between movies, you know, and everything. Okay. And and with everything they did, no, I think they'd push it even more. The only possible thing I could see is is a is a season two or whatever, but he that he stays on Tatooine and something happens. And don't have Darth Vader in it, you right, know. Right, don't right. have Reva in it. Um, it. It's something to do with Luke, you know. Uh, maybe mm. Luke gets lost out in the desert or something, and he's got to be, you know, rescued by Obi Wan, something like that. But but no more <laughs> Obi Wan and Darth Vader. I mean, that was enough. Okay, you know, because I like the way it ended. Yeah, because the thing is, is even though I liked everything, it it is it's. It's weird, although it has to happen that way. Mm-hmm. Why does Obi Wan not kill Vader? Mm-hmm. Because he, ha- because we know that he lives. Yeah. I mean, that's the only real reason. I mean, I guess you could say it's something along the lines of he realized that Vader was Anakin's best punishment on himself, mm-hmm. like being Vader. You know, like he couldn't punish him anymore. You know. Well, that's um, true. Um, that was the part that I loved was when. Part of the mask is gone, and you see yeah. Anakin underneath, and he and that 
the voice going back and forth between James Earl Jones and, that and was Hayden Christensen, so weird. and then it's mixed at one yes. point, you know, over each other. That was really, really good. I think everybody realized that they that was there was going to be a moment where we were going to get to see scarred yeah. Anakin underneath. Yeah, I mean that was a given, and and they did it really well. It was it was really something when when Obi Wan's throwing all the big like boulders yes. and rocks at them. You know, you know at that moment he's fully back in the force. He's got all of his power back. Mm. You know. That that was really something. That was an excellent scene yeah. and a, and a good finish to a uh, to a six part series. So thank you, Star Wars. We'll be back with uh, segment two in just a moment. Hang on. All right, we're back. Segment two of Comic Chaos for this week. That's Jim Beard over there. Hello, I'm there. Fred Lefevre. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, hello there. Well, hello there. Hello there. Is there anything else you want to add to your? critique of that show is that something you'll go back and watch because now all yes. of them are up and yes. i want to sit and just watch you them know all. what yeah and i'm kind of like looking for a block of time yeah you know, like two or to maybe three two, hours or so. maybe over two days if it, if it works out that way no mm-hmm. i was talking with a friend about it and he said the same thing he's like you know i'm i'm gonna sit down and rewatch that whole yeah it's thing. a movie it's a yeah. basic yeah yeah so de- definitely on that one and and now it's now i'm ready for the next show which is andor it's like I, when I is that supposed to start? A uh, little, little September, if I'm not mistaken. Is There's right? nothing between now and then. I thought there were. I thought we not had Star something Wars. coming in July. Oh, they got a, uh, a the Lego Star Wars ho- uh, 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 <laughs> summer special, whatever oh, that's called. Excellent. You know. Well, it's got to be better than the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> I don't know. Those are cute. I kind of like those. You know, they're. I think they're kind of oh, funny. God. Oh, you know, God. I'll watch it. I mean, it's not. I'm telling you what I'm really looking forward to. They haven't announced it, but it's inevitable that they'll have it. Is the making of Obi Wan Kenobi? Oh they, yeah, the, this that's the one I really want to that's see right. the behind the scenes stuff because I really want to see if they show anything. But they we didn't talk about this. They brought the Emperor in at the very end. Yeah, and then Qui Gon Liam Neeson. I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah. yeah. Took you long enough. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That that kind of surprised me. And the Emperor also, because the whole scene between the Emperor and Darth, Mm -hmm. um, and and this is what I mean about acting. You can't see Darth's face, so you're not getting any emotions from, from a face. But I hear in his voice that even though he says... You know, you're the master. Mm-hmm. That he is not the master, and he is not giving up on Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. And that is really good acting. Yeah. That's when you can tell that yep. from the words and from the inflection and everything. Mm-hmm. That's the good acting part. Yeah. You know what the Emperor says echoes something that he says in Return of the Jedi. Basically, is I wonder if your thoughts are clear on this, Lord mm-hmm. Vader. Like. You're not going slipping back into Anakin, yeah. are you? Now you're Vader. Now, and you know he says that at the end of Obi Wan, and it's he also says it then in Return of the Jedi too. Well, and it's interesting because obviously uh, there is that tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of Anakin still in there mm-hmm. because when he tells Luke that he's his father and that whole thing yep. in there, obviously there's a tiny little bit of Anakin still in there, that little spark yep. that never, ever yep. went away. Yep. And that's how that's how Luke wins in the end in Return yeah. of the Jedi because he appeals to that what's left of Anakin and then Anakin sees his son yeah. being killed by the Emperor and that's when he turns. Right so there. we so we know that, that's, uh, that he's yeah. lying yeah. And, and maybe that's what makes it believable too. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Marvel had her third episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm really starting to like this show. 
And uh, and I know you don't like the teen stuff in it, but um, yeah, and there wasn't as much of that really. There wasn't it, as much not right? really at all in in this one. But for some reason, it felt like it was moving slow. Oh, it did. It me. was real slow. Yeah, and and it and it was kind of weird because. I know I just got done saying I didn't like the teenage stuff, but but when Kamala is taken out of that and now she's in the middle of this whole thing about mm-hmm. being told that her people are jinn and yeah. all of that, then then it was like, I don't know, it, it was something about it that it, it was disjointed a little bit to me. I mean, I still enjoyed it, and yes, I'm enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite so far. It's probably actually on the bottom i think of all the oh i mean but that's not to mean that i don't like it it's just i'm not i'm not as invested in when it it's all it's, over it's the, you're not going to make time to watch them one after I really the other kind of, <laughs> i really kind of doubt that unless there's some big huge thing that happens in the next however many episodes yeah um i mean everybody's talking about whether or not uh brie larson shows up at the very end in mm. a cameo as captain marvel mm-hmm. because she's kamala's uh you know uh hero yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, as much as I don't care for Brie Larson, that would be very interesting because the next thing for this Ms. Marvel character is the movie called The Marvels that they're filming. Ah, OK. They might even be done filming it. And that's bringing together three things. It's bringing together Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, uh, Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. Oh, I like her. And then Kamala Khan yeah. from Ms. Marvel. And they're all together um, in this. But they don't all have, I guess what I'm trying to figure out, so I get where Brie Larson, you know, Captain Marvel gets her stuff. I saw the movie. Where are Kamala's powers coming from? The bracelet and because she's a djinn from many, many, many centuries well, ago? Is see, that what here's we're the thing. There led might to believe? Be a, there might be a tie with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's powers are from the Kree. Yeah. And they're the blue-skinned alien th- uh, mm-hmm. creatures. When they showed that flashback at the beginning of this latest episode of Ms. Marvel in the 40s, mm-hmm. they found a severed hand, or arm hand, oh, that's and it was right. blue-skinned. It had blue yeah. skin. So it looks like this might be Cree, but we're not sure. So that would tie it in with Captain Marvel. Oh, sharp eye. Um, and then... Um, I watched my usual Easter egg video, and they were showing that how much the... The bangle and its powers were very similar to the Ten Rings from Shang-Chi. And in fact, oh, this is real. Wow. I don't know if you realize this, but there's a shot uh, in the flashback to the 40s with those people, and they're finding that thing. There's a shot from up above looking down on them, and the floor all around them has the actual Ten Rings symbols. It's the actual from now Shang-Chi. Now i got to go back and watch. So... There's some connection with that too. See, I again, there. I had a big conversation last night with my friends about this. We were, who who really like the Marvel movies is that we, we said there's not an obvious building up to the next big thing, mm-hmm. like like all the build up to the creation of the Avengers, and then after that it was the build up to Thanos right. and the stones. Now we're not getting as clear of one, but it looks like all these little things are starting to tie together. Hmm. They don't know where those the ten rings come from. Uh, they, you know, there's this Cree thing going on with and the scrolls and everything. So yeah. this might be like the little hints that this is all starting to tie together and in, into a, a bigger thing. Wow, that's a 
Where are you finding that? I got to go find these Easter eggs now because I, I never watch. It. I just watch yeah, the show and I then know. I miss. But see, these they, little. Things. I don't know if they would mean. A, well, they wouldn't mean as much to you. You know, I mean, right. I catch things, but then I watch those videos and I see like, wow, I totally missed that. Oh, I totally okay. missed that. You know, now some of it is theory, and a lot of it proves to not be real. But they need to fill their time. These guys that mm -hmm. make these videos, and there's how many of these people online oh. that make these? I've, I've seen one or two, and yeah. I thought, dude, you spent way too much time stopping every single frame and looking for stuff. Is the one that I landed on how a couple years ago mm -hmm. and that's the one that i just kept with and the guy's kind of funny on it he 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 actually works for a comic shop and uh, he has a little white dog that's with him named Doug. And he always says that the dog is the assistant manager at the comic shop. So he says, so technically, he's my boss. And the dog actually has a voice. They have a little funny little voice, and it talks and stuff. But anyways, um, that guy's theories are not always right, and sometimes they're just totally off the wall. Okay. But when they actually just point out stuff. The videos are always like 71 things you might have missed right, right. in Ms. Marvel Episode 3, and it's Screen Crush is the name of the group And, and it's weird them. stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. look at this calendar. Oh, look what's on the TV screen. Oh, oh they do that. It, yeah. When there's stuff like in Star Wars, that it, there's, a, mm -hmm. there's an alphabet that in Star Wars called Orabesh. Hmm. That it's the common language in Star Wars, okay. the galaxy, and the, um, for a long time now we've had the translation of it into to oh. the, like, the, like this is this English character. Okay, so it, that stuff's always in the background. These video guys, they do that. They'll like freeze frame it and they'll go, "This right here says," and it always oh says my real gosh. things. Oh, you know, they were doing that when Obi-Wan went to the planet uh, that was like Blade Runner, where mm -hmm. it was all the big flashy signs right. and everything. They were translating. It was it was real basic stuff like it said, eat, you know, or <laughs> Pepsi you know, or clothes. Yeah. Or so, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, I mean, it was all different, like shopping type of oh, things. That's awesome. But it, it, the fun thing is, is it actually says something when you translate Well, it. I guess I know how I'm spending my night, uh, <laughs> but not until after we record segment three and segment four. Both of those coming up next. We're back. This is segment three of Comic Chaos. I'm Fred Lefevre. That's uh, Jim Beard. You know that I that, that we actually had a conversation about Orabesh. That's the last thing I'd ever thought that I'd have to have, have a conversation like people with who you speak about. Klingon. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, you really have to get really, really deep into those things. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, and obviously not for you and your chums, that. That takes away from the pleasure of the movie for me. If I if that's really interesting. If I would go to a to movie, for me. well, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. If I would go to a movie, mm -hmm. and I'm so intent on catching all of those things, you know, like the alphabet shows up oh, on the front I of a building, you, and I'm thinking, what oh shit, mean. what does yeah. that say? Oh, um, okay. Instead of enjoying what's I'm, I'm not in the moment you know what i'm saying i'm but, not in the moment because okay, i'm so busy a, watching all that choice stuff. that you're making you can right, just right. enjoy it you know none of that stuff should matter at all it's just there well it's easter eggs it's like the, you know the name says it's just stuff to be found if you want to go looking for it okay if not it wouldn't matter unless it was some sort of plot point and then they would mm -hmm. focus on it but 
I like it because I know that all that stuff is there, and if I feel like it, I can go looking you can go for and it. Find it, and then yeah. it adds more and more layers of enjoyment to me because I've been, you know, steeped in the history for all these mm-hmm. years since I was um, twelve years old yeah. st- with Star Wars, and and you know, it just adds to my enjoyment. But I don't have to go looking for it. But I but I like. So to. you don't notice most of these things when the movie is playing. It it all really kind of depends, you know. It depends on what's going on. I mean, if some big deal is going on, no, I'm not looking all over mm-hmm. the place. But if it's just a tracking shot through a city and no, yeah. and the characters are just sort of walking along, yeah, I would tend to start like looking around and go, oh, look, there's okay, there's you oh, know, there's one of that those... guy that was in the three other movies. Yeah, right. Well, well that's that same kind of droid that's yeah. on the Death Star, and okay. you know, the, you know, yeah. I mean, that's fun. But no, if there's a big deal going on, I'm not going to sit there. And... Uh-huh. What's that over there? (laughs) Well, that takes us to our next thing, which is music. And I got this idea today. Uh I was listening to the public radio station. And Mm. they were playing, this is a station that normally plays classical music. And they were playing uh, songs from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I know where you're going with this because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And and I heard them and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Uh And I don't know what you were thinking, but here's how my thought process was. There were no movie musical directors when movies first started. They pulled classical. They pulled classical conductors. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Bernstein, Klemperer, yeah. uh, all those. They, they pulled those people. Yeah. And made them do the music for movies. So they had to rethink. But the music in Captain Blood and all of those. It's classical. It's it's symphonic. It's yes, orchestral. It's symphonic. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'm following this. So, so far. they were playing. The uh, uh, three pieces, mm-hmm. two, um, you wouldn't expect. I mean, obviously expect the theme song, Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yes. The other two were just two songs that they had picked. Hmm. But the interesting thing was, I knew what was happening in the movie huh. from that piece of music. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, and if you're listening, I want you to write on our Facebook page for uh, Comic Chaos, a piece of music that when you hear it, you see the movie scene, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of those in Star Wars, probably. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. In fact, on on uh, on the fourth be with you on May fourth to be with you last year, I played a bunch of different Star yes. Wars clips yeah. that Jim recognized right away and yeah. knew what was going on in the yeah. movie. That's because I used to literally sit there with those the, the albums for the first three Did Star you Wars really? movie. Oh my You know, gosh. A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is still. Probably my most favorite soundtrack of all, and the one that I've listened to the most. And and I don't have to look at the the you know the mm-hmm. track listing or anything. It would start to play, and it's like I know exactly what scene that is. And you know? and it was interesting because I knew what was going on, and I've and I've seen obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark a number of times. Um, not as much as The Godfather, but I knew mm. what was going on. I knew it was a particular love scene. Mm-hmm. I could tell. Yep. I knew this was the a desert scene or whatever. And then, yep. of course, the theme song. Yep. You know, everybody has their own idea of what's going on in there. I was thinking, there's a lot of movies that I like. That if you play a piece from The Godfather, I could tell you. Where's you know, that? and it and and I thought it was interesting that now the station that plays classical music is playing that. And I've heard it on in the morning also sometimes when I come in to work at 3 o'clock in the morning. They'll play a piece hmm. from a movie, hmm. a re- not recent, but, you know, 80s up. Mm-hmm. 
uh, right in between a couple of classical pieces. It's starting to be accepted as classical music almost. It almost makes me think that that Sirius XM had or has a station that is just music from movies. Oh, I'll bet they do. I know they have would a Broadway be a wonderful one. Wonderful idea. Yeah. Broadway, yes. Yeah. And they do play ones. They actually play mo- the movie version sometimes. But I'm talking about a station. Here's the two things. One, as soon as you said music, this is so funny. I went right to John Williams and then you mm-hmm. started talking about John Williams. Well, not only that, but you started talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. He announced that that's going to be his last movie. That's John what Williams. they were mentioning, yeah. Yeah, that he's he's finally going to retire. I think he's 90, I think it's That's okay. That's what they said, 90 yeah. years old, yeah. Yeah. Um um when George Lucas wanted to do Star Wars, he insisted that the the soundtrack be symphonic in the classical style. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted because it was all to him a throwback to begin with. Yeah. He wanted the movie poster to be, you know, he wanted old fashioned painted mm-hmm. figures and everything, no photograph, nothing. He wanted all this old fashioned stuff. So that's how, you know, so John he was Williams, going back to Captain John, Blood and, and yes, uh, Robin Hood yes, and indeed. all of those great films. This is funny. Um, the very first Universal horror films, uh, Dracula and mm-hmm. uh, and um, Frankenstein, they have no soundtrack, move or music soundtrack. Really, all they have is a piece of music at the very beginning for the credits. Okay, and the title and the credits, and it's the same one. It's Swan Lake. But th- well, but wow. those those movies have no and later on in more recent years they've um they've had guys write yeah. a score and put it on there so you can get a version that's a, the Philip Glass version of oh, Dracula wow. you know the 1931 mm-hmm. Bela Lugosi Dracula you can watch it in in and and there'll be a whole score for and it to me I like wonder if it I'm, adds to it or subtracts I don't it, like it somebody... I don't personally like it because yeah. I was not used to it I saw it enough without okay. it it's just Swan Lakes at the beginning and then right. that ends and then it's literally just dialogue and sound effects from there on out there's no because I don't know. I guess at that time there really that wasn't a thing that a movie would automatically have saying. a score. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to remember when they fi- it finally kicks in. Frankenstein I think is the same way, and I think the first The Mummy mm-hmm. with Karloff is might. And I think they they kind of all I think they all use Swan Lake. They kept using Swan Lake for some reason. <laughs> I know the Wolfman actually. They probably didn't have to pay rights for Swan Lake. Well, that's that's yeah. totally probably. Yeah. It. Um, the Wolfman has a full score, and it's a wonderful score. But well, that's in the forties. That, uh, that's that's about ten years uh, uh, later. The thing also, or not the thing, but the yeah, the thing from the swamp, or you know. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, Creature from the Black. Yes, Creature from the Black yes, Lagoon. Yes, I know yeah. that has music. Yeah, and that's I can into hit, the 50s, when you started you know. talking, I could hear it in my yeah. head already. Yeah. Um, Wolfman, I think, is 1941, and it has a really wonderful uh, score. They had one guy that was pretty much doing all the scores for those mm-hmm. movies, and uh, the name jumped out of my I have head. To look now. that up, I had no idea that those. Uh, there's probably a lot like that that you in don't even. Early, yeah, you're just watching and you don't 30s, even really think yeah, about it. Oh, something's yeah, missing. Yeah. And then you know, for silent films, they would just have a guy in the theater right. sitting off to the side with a piano. Yeah, and that wasn't—he wasn't playing music that was specifically written for the movie that was being shown. He was mm-hmm. just sometimes I think they just played any old thing. Yeah, you know, that would be fun to see. 
All right, we'll be back in just one minute with the fourth and final segment. Don't go anywhere. Hmm. All right, we're back. Comic Chaos segment four. That's Jim. I'm Fred. We've covered, I think, pretty much everything except uh, it was yesterday you were someplace. Uh, we're we're recording on Sunday. Yeah. Saturday you yeah. were at a desert, yeah. a book desert. Is what I the <laughs> yeah, way it I, was. Yeah, was it, it? It was a sales desert. Was, was it what really? It was, what yeah. was this thing? Uh, it was the shoot. I can't. Is that the Pittsburgh I'm, one? No, no, no. Okay, that's still coming up. No, this was in uh, Elyria, Ohio. Oh, at the um, their community college campus. Is this one that you haven't done before? Something? I haven't done it before because it was the ah. very first one. It was basically an indie author expo. Okay, and it was in it was in a real nice spot, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of variety for the most part mm-hmm. in the writers who were set up there. But what we didn't have was the public. <laughs> you know, we were so pres- somebody did a bad job of promoting the event. I, I or there was, you know, who knows? There's so many factors that go into those things. You were at a community college, you said. Y- yeah. Um, so that, the kids are on summer break, right? So that audience, whatever right. audience you might have had in the fall yeah. or during the school year, is and gone. I, and I feel bad for the lady who set it up. She was very excited about it. She did a very good job. I really mm-hmm. have no idea what she did for outside promotion, but mm. putting it together. Uh, it, it went well and it looked good and, and all okay. of that. But um, the other thing is, is that it and I told my publishing partner this yesterday. It's, it's like those type of shows are kind of not for us. We really kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Why? What there's a lot of is there's a lot of there's romance writers. Okay. There is um, a couple of maybe a lot of YA young adult. Okay. That's huge now. Everything's YA, YA. Yeah. We you have people who will walk up to tables and go and just point at a book and go, "Is this YA? Is this YA? I'm looking really? for YA." You know, and and our books are kind of like sort of borderline, you know. But um there's a lot of self-help, nonfiction self-help or memoirs at these sort of things. Memoirs? Y- yep. yep. Of who? Of the person sitting at the table, you know, that they They're think nobody. That I, we won't go into that. <laughs> right. I have to be like you writing yeah. a memoir yeah. right now. It, who's going to buy that? <laughs> you you know what? If you did yours, actually, you'd get a good portion of Toledo. Would You know, you've been here long enough. You're well, well yeah, enough. I got 40-some years under and my belt full enough. of stories. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But come on. A, that's actually a good idea. I never thought of that I'd, I'd have to pull out all the skeletons and yeah. tell tales and stuff, and that's the reason I keep my job is because the skeletons <laughs> okay. are still in the closet. Well, the moment you retire, yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably get some good sales you know, and, and do some signings. That would stuff, just you know? be crazy. Yeah. I, I always see memoirs as as people who have done something yeah. with their lives. You know, Like one lady I saw, it looked like, her, she wrote a book about her daughter, and if I okay. kind of got the gist of what was going on, her daughter was deceased for mm-hmm. some reason, and her mother wrote about her daughter's life, and probably a, there was probably some struggle okay. involved or whatever. Right. So there was that. Yeah, um, and I and I've seen some of those, and I've yeah. had people like that on the show. Yeah. Who lost family members to cancer, mm-hmm. yep. and this was their way yeah, of I know you have. Uh, I telling the story one out. Too long ago, that yeah, you had on. And, and then raising mm-hmm. funds for yeah. you know that's those kind of shows are for that kind of writer, publisher, whatever. Okay. That's what these are for. And people 
who go to that type of show, that's sort of the thing that they're kind of more open to. Mm. Not like weird ass shit stuff like like I have, you know, wow. mummy horror and and ghost hunters and you know, pulp heroes and things like that. John, my publishing partner, actually sold two books. I sold really? zero. Bag. Zero? Wow. That's the. I think that is the very first show I've I've done that I've had zero sales. Well, I feel bad for you, and I feel like I should throw you <laughs> like, a twenty or something. No, no it's okay because <laughs> because my next show is the big GI Joe show in Kentucky that I told you before. Okay. And I'm crossing my fingers because that was like my, my second best show last year. Now, is DC Jones going to be ready for that? Um, my new one that I just put out is, but the third okay. ma- of the main series it will not be. But I can at least tell people that I'm in the middle of it, and mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. Looks like I'm going to have the cover to show. So, but if I you did follow, a if you follow him on Facebook, so on Facebook, mm-hmm. and be sure to follow him. On, I know you said I'm really happy with the way this turned out. Yeah, well, and to me, it just looked like a cool cover. I didn't. You know, because obviously know what I didn't you were shooting any, for. You know, knock on wood that I, I'm waiting for my copies to come in, but um, mm-hmm. I I didn't have any problems getting you know pulling it together. My formatter put the in you know the interior design together really mm-hmm. quick. My cover artist turned that around really quick, and then when I uploaded all the files to KDP Kindle Direct mm-hmm. Publishing, there was no like errors. Oh, okay. Like you can have stuff off by the barest fraction of an inch, and they it will throw up an error and say can't do it. We won't be able to be printed. Oh wow! You know, and then and then since I'm not the cover artist, I have to go back to my cover artist and say. Can you move that over by and you know point zero eight three seven? Literally, that they'll give it really? to you. You know, in, in wow. Um, or or um, my interior designer. You know, um, there might be something that didn't um, paginate mm-hmm. correctly when when she throws it in okay. there and it lays it out as pages and. But no, I, I got all of that, and then I didn't have to wait the usual uh, up to like seventy-two hours to get wow to get it to go live on Amazon. It was, it was like it wasn't. It was about twenty-four hours, if I remember. Well, correctly. it seemed like you were particularly happy with the cover. Yeah, I mean that I got that idea that uh, it's it's one it's a DC Jones book, but it's like a side book to the main series. It's okay. six short stories. Ah. F- Five of which were on this that thing I've told you about before called Kindle Vela. Yes, yes. I, it didn't work for me. I didn't like it at all. But I had I had the work that I put into those short stories, and I thought I'm going to put those into a book and get it printed and mm-hmm. actually have that you know as like an intro intro sure. introductory book for uh, people. And uh, I, I said, well, I want an even number of stories, so I wrote a brand new sixth story okay. to put it in there. Um, it's only fifty-eight pages, but it's only I only well, have it set was, as a couple of bucks. What was the deal here. on the cover that you were so excited oh, 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 about? Oh, because I—that's uh, exactly what I wanted. Like I—I I told I even drew a little sketch and and showed my cover artist. He did exactly what I wanted. Which is it, what? Oh, okay. That's the point I'm <laughs> it getting. It looks at. like a Footlocker. Thank you. Okay. Finally, he answers the question. Well, you already know that. <laughs> I do, but they don't. Okay, yeah. There, um, the G.I. Joe toys of my childhood, you could get a Foot Locker. Right. 
and and on the top of the footlocker they would print three like bars that you could that a kid could write in okay and it said name rank and serial number of course and i said to my uh, my artist matt i said that's what i want it's got to say name rank and serial number on it and then he did it he actually filled it in it looked like he did writing to make it look yeah. like a kid's writing scrawled you know dc name dc jones and uh the rank was the name of the book, action accessories, and okay. then the serial number was like DCJ-001, you know, something like that. See, that's then, what makes it, because I looked at yeah. it and I'm thinking, I don't get it. What was it about this okay. that he sure, thought was so sure. cool? And it's set up on end, too. It's yes. not, you, you'd literally have to tilt the book to read it, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what I really love is to do something unconventional. Yeah. I did that with the, with the uh, fantasy novel that it has both, uh, it has two parts to it. You, it's like you flip it mm-hmm. to see the one character because the other one's upside down. And, yeah. you have to, and the writing was upside down, too. Okay, see, now it makes sense. Now when you go to his Facebook page and you look at it, besides just seeing him gush about, oh, man, the artist captured exactly what I wanted, because he never, you never explained what it is you wanted him to capture. (laughs) So when I looked at it, I'm thinking... You know what? The, it looks what cool, but I have no idea what it was. <laughs> no one ever takes the bait that I lay out. You know, it's like, I don't, uh, in the past, I've explained too much. So sometimes ah. I just put hints of things, waiting for somebody to okay. go, well, what is that? Or, ah. you know, but no, see, people don't do that stuff. I do. Because people suck. Yes, I do, you do. because yes, I'm yes. curious. Yes, I, but I, in a very sarcastic way. I looked at it and I thought, <laughs> I. What? And the back cover also emulates something from G.I. Joe. They used to have these book and records that it was a G.I. Joe adventure, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a comic, but it was several comic book pages of a story. Okay. And then you got a little 45 record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you put it on the turntable, and you would listen to the story, but you'd read along with it. Oh, how cool. I love them. It was a group called Peter Pan Records did Mm -hmm. these. But on the back cover of each one of those sets was a drawing of G.I. Joe with a big word balloon and he would be he'd explain I, I it was saw like, that. hey yeah. parents, you'll you'll like your kids will like the blah blah blah. Ah. So we did that same thing for the back of this. Okay. It, it was DC Jones though and a big word balloon and it says, you know, DC Jones here, you know, our friend Jim that. Beard has put together an exciting new book for you. See, and I saw that too yeah. and I thought, well this is and oh. that's the Thing My I thought you were all the excited best about. job. That illustration that he did was just wonderful. Well, I mean, he he always exceeds everything that I want. Throw him an to extra. Do. Throw him an I extra do. twenty. I do. All right, that does it for today. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it. You can uh, download, subscribe, of course, reply to us on Facebook. Uh, the question I want to know is: What piece of music do you hear yeah. from a movie that makes you see that scene? So tell us the piece of music and the scene. Leave us a message on our Facebook page. Join us on Comic Chaos. Be sure to download, listen, and subscribe on iHeartRadio. Talk to you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.